An event often described as interstate rivalry. Or is it simply one where brothers become enemies three times? Bleed Blue, the New South Wales State of Origin podcast. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Bleed Blue podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Tucker. Each week we'll chat everything State of Origin related with Blues legend and a man who represented New South Wales on 17 occasions between 1984 and 1991, Steve Blocker-Roach. G'day, Blocker. Ralphie, I didn't think we'd be speaking anymore. It is a dead rubber. Oh no, oh no. What are your initial thoughts after the game? Mate, look, I thought I, I thought we played pretty well. It's just at the crucial times again. Uh, too many mistakes, mate. Um, uh, you know, I just thought we tried to force the issue a little, a little bit. Um, I, I thought the Queensland were a little bit more patient than us. And at the end of the day, mate, they just uh, found again a way to win. Uh, if if Cooper Cronk and, and and Thurston play for us, we win. I mean, it's as simple as that. Uh, those guys. Sometimes you've got to dip your lid. To, uh, to blokes who were better than you. And, uh, you know, I've got to say that, you know, Queensland were better on the night again. 26-16, close but not close enough. There was a few decisions that, or not decisions, but uh, options that New South Wales took mm. that probably didn't allow for them to edge in front at, at crucial stages. Mm, that was a problem in the first game too, that, you know, we didn't capitalise on, on what we created, I think. I think we moved the ball around a lot better in the second game, as both sides did. I thought it was pretty dour, that first one, 6-4 and slippery conditions, but uh, we predicted that the game would open up, and it did. Uh, just We just, I don't know, mate, we just we just look a little bit nervous or a little bit a little bit stiff, uh, whereas Queensland, they just go through the motions, and, and they're very fluent, and if you have a look at how many times those guys have played together and... You know, it's obvious that they're going to be tough to boot up there. But um, you know, it's, it's very hard to uh, to get any sort of bounce of the ball and, and get the rub of the green when you're playing Queensland, and rightfully so. Uh, you know, they're they're a great side, and there's no doubt about that. And I don't think there's any disgrace in being beaten by someone who's uh, who's probably better than you. Just that composure and calmness under pressure. It really counts for a lot, particularly when the the game's tight, isn't it? Well, just great players can can. You know, just can get themselves out of out of trouble every time that you know they get themselves into it. And, you know, the, you know, we we said earlier on in the series when we were doing it. You know, when you and I were talking that you know these guys they'll go right down to the wire if they have to. You know, they'll wait and and they'll be patient if it's the seventy ninth minute when they have to win a game. That's when they'll win it. You know, it's it's uh, you know as I said we looked we looked a little bit stiff and nervous. Uh, you know, during both both one and two in the state of origin. So, you know, hopefully. Hopefully we can win the third one, mate, and uh, you know, you know, see what uh, see what happens from there. I, I don't know. A lot of the a lot of New South Wales supporters are saying to Laurie, "Do uh, you know the lots of new players? We're, we've blooded eleven new players this year." So um, I don't know about um, you know whether they're going to blood that many more. A lot has been made of Gus Gould's comments after the game mm. about the the selfish leadership of New South Wales. What's your take on it all? I've got to say, I'm a little bit disappointed. Look, there's no doubting what Gus has done for the game, and he's a genius. There's no doubt about that. He's a wonderful talker of rugby league, and just think he went about it a little bit the wrong way. You know, if he if he thinks he can help, he's a New South Wales man. I, you know, I, I don't know what he, why he doesn't pick up the phone and talk to Laurie. You know, and and you know, put it across. Yeah, you know, what you know, um, you know, what 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 his thoughts are, uh, rather than you know putting it on national TV. I think it was a you know a fair few million people 
watching the game, and uh, they all see that. And uh, you know, I, I just think you know, if, you, if you've got a bugbear and, and there's something bothering you, you know, you know, be be good enough to pick up the phone and talk to him, you know, like privately. I guess on the flip side of that, he's mm. paid to have an opinion. He certainly has one. Well, yeah, no doubt about it, mate. That's why he's paid the big bucks. I would say, but mate, you know. You could probably put it down a little bit uh, gentler than what he did. Um, you know, Laurie was a great servant of his when he played. You know, he's, um, I would say that Laurie would have been his captain a few times too. And you know, I think you know Laurie's probably disappointed with um, you know with the words that were said. Um, but you know, in saying that, you know, as you said, maybe he's he's got his right to his opinion, and maybe he's the most winning New South Wales coach ever. Uh, he had a pretty good side, but. But um, you know, it's uh, you know, I, you know, I, I would have I would have thought that he might have picked up the phone and said, maybe here's a couple of ways I can help you, uh, rather than you know, rather than doing you know, uh, you know, putting your dirty laundry out there for everyone to hear. Let's have a look at the positives. How good mm-hmm. was Tyson Frizzell and, and and also Jack Bird when they got their opportunities? Unbelievable, mate. Um, you know, I wasn't even going to get a run if if Wade Graham plays. If he gets off that suspension, we don't see Tyson Frizzell this year. He's been unlucky a few times. He's been unlucky a few times to miss out on uh, miss out on, uh, on on selection. He's been 18th man a few times too uh, over the last couple of years. So he gets his chance, and mate, just that leg speed, that power in the middle of the ruck. You know, it's uh, it's not uh, rocket science what uh, what his job was, uh, and he got out in there and did it well. And I, you know, I think that chase uh, on Gay Guy will go down in folklore uh, for for New South Welshman. The, to show this is what effort is in, in state of origin. It's a, it's a great picture to, to show young blokes that are uh, trying to make their way in the 16s and 18s and the 20s and all that sort of stuff. That I think you'll see that for a long time to come. That chase was uh, was unbelievable. Just a, just a sign of never giving up, you know. And uh, you know that's that's what Origin's all about. We mentioned in the lead up to game two. Also, Queensland also have this happy knack of being able to find an emotional trigger. They found <laughs> it found it again with Corey Parker, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I thought that was a strange one, mate, to give you, you know, go back to your club side on a Monday and say that you're going to you know, retire at the end of the year. Um, maybe he didn't get offered what he thought he was going to get offered. There was all talk about him playing another season for the Brisbane Broncos. Maybe the uh, the offer wasn't there. Uh, yeah, strange sort of time, mate. Now, you know, I'm not so sure whether you know the Queenslanders and Kevin Wallers and all those guys would have been, and the players would have been that happy with it uh, coming out. It's a club, it's a club announcement. Uh, but anyway, it uh, it did the trick. They can always find some sort of uh, little angle to hang on to. Not that they need it, mate. They're, <laughs> we said they're a great side. So uh, you know, good luck to him. He's been a wonderful player, Corey Parker. Uh, you know, not, not you know not 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 the Gordon Tallis mode. You know, where Tallis could run thirty meters and break tackles, and you know, Corey Parker's always there about. You know, he's always uh, willing to roll his sleeves up, and you know, he'll play for the full eighty minutes uh, for a long, long time. He's had a great career. And, uh, you know, good luck to him. I'm sure that, um, you know, he'll march on now. We touched on it a little bit earlier. Should we be moving the old guard on? And is it time to be start prepping for 2017 now? So does that mean Gallon and Greg Bird and, and Robbie Farrer and the like, should they be given somewhat of a farewell of sorts in, in Game 3 at ANZ Stadium? Yeah, let me say this firstly about Paul Gallon. Now, Paul Gallon's a sort of bloke who would like to be picked on his merits, you know, like this sentiment of, you know, you know, give them a farewell at home and all that sort of stuff. You know, when you really look at the raw facts, <laughs> you know, we haven't been that successful and those guys have all been playing. You know, if you really want to, you know, strip it down and look at it, um, you know, he'd be the type of player I would imagine, uh, as well as I know, Gal, that he would love to be picked if he would deserve to be picked. And you know, I don't think he'd fall into that uh, that sentiment. 
of uh, you know playing his last game and all that sort of stuff that uh, people can say goodbye to him. I, I think he's the type of bloke that uh, would want to be picked because he deserved to be picked. Uh, I don't really know. Look, if, if you were going to blood some new players, and, and as I said, they've blooded 11 this year. If you were going to blood some new ones, uh, at home is the best place to do it. Give those guys a taste of origin uh, and get themselves ready for next year uh, to be picked. So, mate, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit funny, mate. I, I think those guys, you know, have done wonderful things for New South Wales and played great over a long period of time. But I would imagine that the three blokes that you just mentioned uh, would want to be picked on merit and, and not going out, you know, because of sentiment. I want to look ahead to the, the dead rubber game three. Mm-hmm. Let's go through player by player and see if you uh, can give them a marking of safe or not safe in terms of selection. I'd have to firstly say this is just my opinion, mate. I'm not a selector or anything. No. So, you know, my opinion, um, you know, I'm involved in the camp, as you know. Uh, so, you yeah, know, mate, I'm, mate I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure I'm, I'm saying what I think, but, you know, um, yeah, where are we going to start, bud? We'll start at fullback with Matt Moylan. You know, uh, if mate, look, I think he's been good. For, I think he was good in the second game. I thought he played really well. Yeah, it was a big improvement. Now he knows what's going on in Origin. But you know, Tedesco was the front runner coming into uh, coming into Origin. Uh, got injured, so mate, it depends on where they're going to look. You know, you have a look at Penrith now. They brought Hardacre over from Leeds as a fullback, and he's a wonderful player. That looks like the you know the writing's on the wall for Matt Boyle to move into five eight. He's a wonderful. Wonderfully gifted player, but mate, if I wanted a tackle breaker at the back and someone who can break tackles and set up his outside men, well, you know, geez, Tedesco would be, you know, be doing a tough if he missed out. Let's have a look at the wingers now: Blake Ferguson, Josh Mansour. Yeah, I'll definitely have Mansour in there, mate. Uh, he, he's played sensational, uh, no doubt about it. He's a he's a wonderfully strong player at the back. You need size at the back. I, I would say that, that, that Blake would probably be a, a little bit disappointed in his performances in the first couple of games if he sat down and, and really analysed uh, what you know what he's done. Uh, but mate, he's uh, he's a wonderfully gifted player, mate. All these guys, you don't get to that level by not uh, by not playing. Um, you know, it depends on you know it depends on the candidates who you would bring in. You know, do you bring Morris back in after he scored a hat trick on the weekend, been out with a knee injury for a long, long time? I don't think I would. Um, I, you know, I'd, I'd probably leave Ferguson there if that was the uh, if that was the only case. Now, if we look at the centres, Dylan Walker, Michael Jennings. Yeah, be interesting to see what they do there, mate. Um, you know, uh, you know, this is all speculation too, and it all depends on who's available to play. Um, you know, Walker uh, Walker went into the centres. I, you know, I thought he I, I thought he played pretty good. Um, you know, there was glimpses of uh, of some some brilliance. If depending on who else is available. Um, you know, you know, I'd probably, you know, you know, I'd probably give Leilua a go, but I, you know, I was thinking along that way uh, in the second game too. So, uh, you know, I think of players that, you know, that probably, you know, Queensland don't want to play against, and Leilua, although he's got a, a few mistakes in him, I, I love it because he makes it at 100 miles an hour. Uh, he'd probably be there uh, in my side, and uh, I'd, I'd, I would stick with, um, I would stick with Jennings on the other side. I think Jennings is a great player. Now, looking at the halves, James Maloney, Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds picked up a bit of an injury, but it looks like he may be right for game three now. Yeah, if they're available, mate, I think I'd stick with those two. I think Maloney's probably been, you know, arguably our best player in the, in, in the two games. If you if you sat down and, and analysed, you know, both games, I think Maloney, uh, I think Maloney's played really well. Uh, I'm a fan of Reynolds. I think he's a tough little bugger. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Mitchell Pearce only have one game back. Um, you know, I'd, I'd probably stick with Reynolds if he's available. Now the lock, 
Captain Paul Gallon, you've already touched on that earlier, that you think that if Gal doesn't think he's right, he won't put his hand up for selection. Yeah, that's only a, that's only a thought of mine. I, I, just knowing him, I don't really know whether... Uh, I don't know really whether what they're thinking about, you know. I would definitely have Gallon there. He's our leader, mate. He's a bloke that everyone looks to and, and looks uh, looks forward to playing with. So he's that type of guy. Uh, the back rowers, Tyson Frizzell and Josh Jackson. Well, I might even play Jackson at lock and have Frizzell and... I'll probably have, I might have Frizzell and uh, I think Boyd Corden will be back. We've got a whole host of them now, haven't we? Uh, uh, Boyd Corden, it looks like he will be back after that turf toe. So he was our best player in game one, so he probably deserves to be back in. You know, we've got a, we've got a whole host of back rows. I, I think, I think it's a front row that we're going to, we're going to struggle with a little bit over the next few years. But, um, you know, as far as the back row, I think, uh, I think we've got a, a fair few blokes here that can, that can fill into that position and, and move up front if they have to. You mentioned there the front row, Aaron Woods and James Tamo. Yeah, mate, I'd, I'd mate, definitely stick with. Um, I'd definitely stick with Woodsy. I think he was. I think he was sensational, especially in the first half in the second game up there in Queensland. And I've got to say, you know, you know, James probably would look at his game and not really think that he that he had the impact that we thought he would. Uh, I thought he was a little bit quiet in the second game, but um, maybe he's got plenty of experience in uh, you know grand final winner, plenty of experience, and you know they'll they'll, they'll probably stick with him. We look at the hooker now, Robbie Farrar. I mean, he can't even get a start for his, his club side at the moment. And then you've got a guy like Michael Ennis, who's in terrific form, but it's a bit like for like in terms of their, their age and experience and so forth. And then you do you really then push for somebody like a Nathan Peets to get a start? Well, Nathan Peets or Mitch Rain or someone like that. But, you know, I'd be very surprised if they leave uh, Robbie out of the side. I, I, thought, I thought he's been really good in, in, the, in both games. So, uh, you know, age is, age is starting to catch up with him. Uh, that's another issue with Jason Taylor and the Tigers. You know, I, I still think, I still think Robbie's the best, best hooker in New South Wales. So, uh, mate, I'd, I'd probably stick with him. Um, you know, Mitch Rain, maybe if you're looking for a little bit of speed out of his only half. Um, Nathan Peets is a, is a tough, robust type of player, but don't really know if he offers you that much in the ruck or, you know, around the ruck. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And finally, we look at the bench spots: Jack Bird, Greg Bird, David Clemmer, and Andrew Fafita. I'd probably, I'd probably, if I was going to blood someone, now I'm not even blood Cartwright. Um, yep. I might even, I might even give him a little bit of a chance. But what we've got to remember too, Ralphie, and you know, a lot of people, you know, are thinking that oh, look, he's got brilliant offloads, he can do all that sort of stuff. I, I don't really know whether that sort of game and that sort of opportunity presents itself in state of origin. So. Yeah, a little bit weary. I, uh, you know, I think maybe he might be, you know, another off season off. I'm, I'm one for like having three, four off seasons before they, uh, before they're actually strong enough to play in that in that sort of an arena. But man, I wouldn't be disappointed if he was in the side uh, or, or on the bench. You know, I think he's a he's an exciting talent. If we're going to blood him, we might as well do it now. I guess the other point to be made, and and Laurie certainly made it uh, known to to people, is that. He doesn't want young players to experience what he experienced in his debut where they got flogged and then it sort of takes them back a step or two. And we've seen cases in the past. Jared Mullen is a a great example is that he probably got thrown to the wolves a little bit too early and it really stagnated his career. I've seen a lot of blacks that have been thrown into the cauldron, mate, uh, in state of origin and haven't been able to to have the same sort of form they've had in the NRL. you know, I've got to agree with Laurie, you know, like it's, it's easy to say throw all these blokes in, but mate, you know, what happens if they get bashed and 
<laughs> and uh, you know you're probably never the same again after that. You know it can uh, it can scar you that badly for for a long long period of time. And as I said before in the start of the program, you know he's brought eleven new blokes in from last year. So uh, you know you you've got to be happy happy to see those those sort of new faces. Finally, before I let you go, Blocker Laurie Daly should he be the the coach for next year? Yes, most definitely. You know when you when you really sit back and you analyse it. Mate, there was two points in the first game. I know it was a big blowout at the end of the game three last year. We were two points out of the first game last year. We won the second one in Melbourne. We got flogged in the third one. Mate, there's, that, there's not that much between the sides. Um, I, you know, I don't know. You know, if, if Laurie doesn't do it, I don't know. I don't know who's next in line. I don't know who they would call in. You know, do we go back? Do we go back to go to Gus? Uh, but I, I honestly think. Honestly, I think Laurie's doing a great job. I think uh, you know the players want to play for him, and you know, had had there been a little bit of luck and a bounce of the ball, you know, we might be talking differently now. Blocky, you're always forthright and honest. Uh, I really appreciate that. We'll chat again next week after the teams are named for Game Three. I'm looking forward to it, Ralphie. You're a champion. There he is, Steve Blocker-Roach. And if you enjoyed today's Bleed Blue podcast with Blocker, tell your mates, share a link on social media. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter by searching for Bleed Blue. You can also download and subscribe in iTunes. Please leave a rating or review so more Blues fans can jump aboard the bandwagon. Until next time, I'm Ralph Tucker, and you've been listening to the Bleed Blue Podcast. Don't forget, Blues fans, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And for all the latest State of Origin news, head to nswrl.com.au. Up the blues.